Hello, good morning and welcome. My name is Graham and I'm delighted to be with you all today as we start these journeys into asking what it is to be really free. Free from constraints and conformity, free from constant testing and peer pressure, and free from unsafe and uninspiring school environments. Free to let children explore the world around them through play, cooperation and inspiration. Free to let children learn naturally, following their innate curiosity and endless creativity. We come to see that learning isn't about doing well at school, it's about engaging with life. I'll be here for you, and I will serve you, and I will carry your message around. Today we have a very special guest indeed. Daily subjects on his podcast, uh, investigating liberty, history, economics, and everything in between. Talking to the great Tom Woods today. So we're very lucky to have you on the show today, Tom. I know you're very busy and appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Graham. My pleasure. Well, we like to start these conversations off by uh, asking our guests to go back to their own school experience. Um, as someone who's created a curriculum promoting homeschooling and also an academic that went through the traditional school system in some of the most prestigious universities on the planet, do you feel you would uh, change anything about your educational path looking back? And um, what do you find of use today that you studied back then? And uh, do you have fond memories of your overall time spent in school? Well, I know in a way this is not the answer I even really want to give, but I actually do have fond memories and I actually have fairly little I would change. But that's partly because when I was growing up in the 1980s, egalitarianism had not made its way into every nook and cranny of society so that it was possible for a student like me who was more advanced and read all the time and was a you know, what was, let's say, in the gifted program. Well, in those days, they had gifted programs, or they would design a curriculum for me in particular. I had my own books, I had my own assignments, so that I could go at my own pace. And these days, I'm sure there's still a little bit of that that goes on, but even, even in my day, I could see there were forces trying to root that out in the name of egalitarianism. But I really did have a, a fairly tailored curriculum. I had something not a million miles removed from what I might have had had I been homeschooled. So that is something I'm, I'm grateful for. But as I say, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anything like that today. When I went off to college, of course, there I got fairly establishment perspectives on things. I was a Harvard undergraduate. And it wasn't so much that I had left-wing ideologues teaching me, although there were some of those there. I generally avoided those. But more that the people teaching me were giving me very traditional, reliable establishment interpretations of things. And um, I learned a lot from them. I, I definitely did. But I had to read a lot on my own. I had to supplement what I was reading to get different perspectives or indeed to read about things that were left out altogether. So it wasn't so much that they were teaching me falsehoods. It was that sometimes they were teaching me interpretations that, I, that were highly debatable or they were leaving out major episodes and individuals and thinkers, and I had to discover those on my own. Now, ideally, I wouldn't have had to discover those on my own, but as I look back on, at least in my case, I wouldn't have changed things because I think it was useful for me as an intellectual exercise to go off and look things up, to be an autodidact, to figure things out for myself. Not everybody's going to do that because not everybody would have the good fortune of having been let in on the fact that these other perspectives and thinkers existed. I had friends who alerted me to 
additional perspective. Not everybody has that, and it's too bad that they are basically being deprived of entire ways of thinking. But as I say, I rather liked being that guy who went around the library looking for these old and obscure books and finding things out that I wasn't being taught in class. Right, yeah, we do hear that uh, with many of our guests, that uh, you, the, the need to be a self-starter and to ask your own questions going into a, any sort of study at university level. Otherwise, you're kind of, yeah, just the, the idea that you're going to go and find your own way, it does seem a, a little daunting. In the planning of the uh, amazingly diverse set of subjects you cover in Liberty Classroom, how did you go about to create the lesson plans with an emphasis on sort of engagement and, as you say, self-directed understanding? And how are the courses structured? Well, Liberty Classroom, which was created just about six years ago now, was my way of lighting a candle in the darkness. I had spent quite a long time being critical of the way certain subjects were taught in universities, but that gets you only so far, especially in the age of the internet. You can create your own alternative. You can create a parallel institution and teach it the way you think it should be taught. So that's precisely what I did. I used my own knowledge that I had gained over the years, and then I combined that with the knowledge of other people whom I trust who also have terminal degrees and also are going to give you a bit of an unorthodox but I think correct perspective, and we banded together and created Liberty Classroom. The idea behind these courses is that they can be used both for adult enrichment, which is how a lot of our members use them. They're not looking to get a degree. They just want knowledge. They just feel like they were, I sometimes call it, I say people were victims of educational malpractice. And I say it's never too late to overcome that. And I have a lot of members who want to do precisely that. But we do have plenty of homeschoolers who use the courses as well. And they're delivered as video courses so that you can watch them on the screen with sometimes with PowerPoints and sometimes with the professor on the screen. Um, But we also have them as audio files so you can listen on the go and we'll have supplemental materials and bibliographies and things of that nature. So it's meant to meet both of these needs. Uh, As I said, homeschoolers have found it very helpful and uh, adults, the parents, uh, adults have used it because they feel like they went to all this trouble to go to school, and they wound up with uh, a disappointing result. They, they wound up being taught things they now know are highly misleading, and they want to know the real truth about history or economics or philosophy or whatever. We've, we've got it there. So that's the gist of our program over at uh, libertyclassroom.com. Yeah, it does seem to me with the, the advent of technology, Uber, Airbnb, the free market solutions in education, we can't possibly even imagine how it's going to be. In this vein, where, do you, where, where would you see the homeschooling movement and Liberty Classroom, say, in the next five years? And do you see there's a place for the traditional bricks and mortar places for learning that we've been accustomed to? Well, I think the homeschooling movement will probably be larger. It's still very hard. First of all, it's an amazing phenomenon because it's completely countercultural and it goes against what everybody tells you about what's necessary for your children. And it really, in fact, goes against what some people have called the American religion, which in American society, the public school is like the established church. It is the locus of everyone's hopes and, and uh, to pull your children out of it or not send them there makes you extremely odd. And yet, I don't know how many it is, but it's in the millions of people are doing precisely that. So I think that's going to continue to grow because I think the government schools are going to continue to worsen. People will find that out 
and they will see, especially with the growth of technology, the options that are available to them, which are overwhelming. Um, I think a lot of parents are concerned, I can't teach physics, I can't teach these advanced courses. Of course, you don't have to do that. There are many alternatives to parents, of course, having to do those things. And in particular, what I've been using with my own daughters is another program that, that I've worked on, which is the Ron Paul curriculum at ronpaulhomeschool.com. And in that program, it's completely self-taught. After the fourth grade, it's totally self-taught. So the, you know, it's video-based, and there's some online readings. You don't have to pay a fortune for textbooks. You don't have to do any more lesson plans. And it really frees the parents up to have a lot more spare time and less mental anguish of trying to, you know, running themselves ragged all the time. So these are technological possibilities that did not exist in the past for when homeschooling was in its infancy. And as the government schools get worse and homeschooling gets easier, I think you see more and more people getting into it. Uh, Liberty Classroom is just going to continue to grow. We've got many courses. We'll have many, many more. We've just released an app so people can more easily access the content on the go. Uh, we're going to we'll just use every technological development to enhance the quality of the user experience, but we just keep adding and adding and adding material. And if you join us for a year, you get not only every course that we've created, but you get every course we add that year. And if you join us forever, forever with our lifetime membership, you get every single course we add until we drop dead. So not, not too shabby. It's not at all. It's a, it's a really uh, amazing resource and uh, all these things. Yeah. I mean, just to bring history to life and you definitely do that in the, in the, in your Liberty classroom. Could you say, just say how maybe you feel sympathy for somebody that's gone through um, the government school, 12 years, those 10,000 hours that John Taylor Gatter quotes, and uh, they're not going to be getting the full picture and, and maybe how you and your colleagues go about researching the full story for students of Liberty classroom. Oh, sure. I mean, the traditional view in American history is uh, just completely upside down. The prejudice is always in favor of progressivism and government intervention and uh, prejudices against the free market, which is portrayed as creating poverty and as being responsible for uh, poor working conditions in the 19th century. Whereas, in fact, of course, the real problem there was the society itself was poor. And it was because we had an expanding market economy that it became wealthy enough for everybody to enjoy a rising standard of living. Nobody in his right mind wants to live in the standard of living you know, that we had 100 years ago or 200 years ago. But the vast bulk of the standard of living increase we've seen has, become, has come about just because of the natural order of the, of the market and how it, it does naturally improve our standard of living. We talk about that in uh, some of our resources. So it, it would be immensely frustrating. And, and of course, likewise, centralized power is also treated as being an unambiguously progressive thing, even though you would think that after the bloody 20th century, we would be a bit jaded by centralized power. So what we do is we don't, we don't discount historians whose books are old. A lot of times these days you get people who can tell you all about the books that have been written in the past 15 years. But you lose out on insights and knowledge that existed in older books that were oftentimes just as good and in some cases better because they didn't have modern ideological baggage weighing them down. So the faculty in our courses are familiar with both modern and, let's say, uh, historiography from the more recent past and are able to take both of these perspectives. 
combined with their knowledge of the primary sources, that is to say the actual historical documents and the writings of the participants, to bring to the students a fuller picture of what really happened. Right. Okay. So a really well-rounded view from not just yeah, the present day uh, allowable opinion, as you say. Um, going on, I mean, many of our guests have said that uh, this year they're going to be focusing on framing the right to homeschool, taking kids out of the harmful government-led coercive uh, school model as a human rights issue or a civil rights issue. I mean, to me, this is massive news and very positive to be given this this uh, sort of framing. Um, maybe a hard question to answer, Tom, but do you feel, uh, how do you see this playing out? And do you feel that, ha- has there been a, a really a, an established uh, right to homeschool? I think by now, just given the passage of time and the sheer numbers of people involved, I think homeschooling is just too entrenched. I think it would be very, very difficult to uproot it. There will be some states that give you more of a hard time than others. That's true. And at the state level, we ought to fight that. But I think a movement of this size is probably here to stay. So that's some good news. That's great. Yeah, positivity. And I do appreciate your time, Tom. So just to, to, to round up, um, if, you've, if listeners are um, you know, unhappy with their present school situation, they're looking for alternatives, um, what advice could you give to parents? Maybe they're having fears from their family or friends about taking their kids out of the traditional school model, but they're really looking for alternatives. What, what would you say to those families? Well, first of all, don't worry about uh, those types of concerns because the children are the number one concern. And how you look or feel in front of other people has to be secondary, even though it's it's difficult. But you won't get that criticism after a while because it'll become obvious that the results have been so good for you. And I would say, take the path of least resistance. Look for, I frankly, I mean, I, it's true. Now, let me just say, I, I have a connection to the Ron Paul curriculum. So I, I do have a natural interest in it, but my own kids use it too. My own girls use the Ron Paul curriculum. And the nice thing about it, as I say, is that it is not labor intensive for the parents. It can be done, but the kids teach themselves. If they have a question, they use the Q&A forums. They have videos and assignments every day. And it's easy for them to do, and it's extremely easy on the parents. And maybe that program won't work out for you for whatever reason, but it's a great starter because it doesn't mean you have to get a pile of books and make lesson plans. That would just, I think that would make me go crazy. So just be aware that there are easy options for you. And there are many, many local homeschool groups all over the country that are prepared to help you with the socialization aspect and do outings and get togethers with other homeschooling kids. Everybody's going to be fine and you're going to be glad you did it. That's great, Tom. Such positivity. I really thank you a lot for your time. And uh, if people want to get in touch with you, how's the best way? Well, best way is actually to grab one of my free books. I give away some free eBooks that give you, again, an unorthodox view of history, but by, um, it should be the orthodox view, if you ask me. There's nothing weird in it. It's just just true stuff. Um, at tomsfreebooks.com, I would, I would steer people there. That's great. Thank you, Tom, once again, and uh, yeah, keep up the good work, and uh, I really appreciate you joining us today. My pleasure. I hope you got as much out of that talk as I did. An excellent introduction to where we are now and where we could be. 
please check your inbox. We'll be back in touch very shortly for much more inspiration for you to start your journey into homeschooling, child-led learning and liberty. If you know of any families looking for alternatives to school, please give them our information, homeschoolingandliberty.com and they are more than welcome to join us on this journey. We'll see you real soon. Cheers. Calling us with this new song yeah, You gotta listen what it has to say It will guide you along yeah, You gotta put yourself first every time And she will catch you when you fall yeah, You gotta love yourself from within Love yourself to your full, yeah, yeah You gotta take the power back Reclaim Ask yourself this question, what is so amazing and wonderful that government-run schools that you would send your children there to be taught by essentially strangers, a curriculum over which you have no authority or control? How would you like to be a part of your children's learning? You were a part of your children's learning is colors, how she ties her shoes, what is a butterfly, why mommy loves her. Why would you not want to be, continue to be a part of that? Look at what you've been told for so long that you have to say, well, maybe, maybe they're not right and maybe your instincts are right. Unlearn those things. This is about human rights and endowing children with dignity and agency and autonomy. Um, and, and then guess what? As a side benefit, it works.